0: Hello, you lovely word nerds. I appreciate you joining me on this wonderful episode. Uh, We are almost in the year 2020. I think this is ridiculous. Um, I don't know. I just wanted to say that. The first word for this episode is atomy, A-T-O-M-Y. This is a noun from 1591, a tiny particle. That's it. That's what an atomy is. Uh, And we have the synonyms atom and might, M-I-T-E. Uh, Okay, next is atonal. We have thrown away the world of the atoms and we are moving on to another world. Atonal, A-T-O-N-A-L. This is an adjective from 1922. Marked by avoidance of traditional musical tonality, especially organized without reference to key or tonal center and using the tones of the chromatic scale impartially. Atonalism is a noun A tonalist is a noun, again, and a, not and, atonality is also a noun, and atonally is an adverb. Lots of various forms. Uh, Let's see, this is just uh, a plus tonal, Uh, so if something is tonal, uh, that is, you know, it's got tones, normal tones, the two are ears, and then we add a and it makes it the opposite. Uh, so this is interesting. Um, I'm gonna try not to talk so much, but um, yeah, normally in music there's a scale, there's a major scale or a minor scale, uh, and it, there could be it could be mixolydian, or uh, I can't even remember all the different ones. But there are all these various major and minor scales, um, and in America it's very regular. There are half tones and whole tones, um, but in other countries. Uh, Or when people are trying to be a little bit more experimental or abstract or something, they might use um, uh, the, I guess they would, would they be considered quarter tones? Um, And, you know, halfway between a half tone, you know, there's C and C sharp, but there's halfway in between there In the frequency of those two, there's another tone. Maybe that's a quarter tone, Um, and so those are things that in America here we're not really used to hearing. But uh, tones like that are used often in, I know, Indian music and other other cultures, Um, and so we would call that atonal. I don't know. I don't know if they would call that atonal. That's just normal to them. Um, But it's you know kind of an interesting use of music and frequencies and things. All right. Next we have a tone. a-t-o-n-e. This is a verb from 1574. The transitive definitions are first. Number one is obsolete, and we have the synonym reconcile. Number two, to supply satisfaction for, and a synonym is expiate. And the intransitive definition says to make amends, as in ate atone for sins uh let's see the this is from middle english to become reconciled and that is from at on which is wait at on well if we look at uh, a couple episodes no that was at no never mind at on which means in harmony and that is from at plus on which means one uh what oh no i'm sorry at on looks like it's two separate words uh but it's a thing that people say Um, it's not in here as its own thing. I don't know. I'm a little confused by that, uh, if you couldn't tell. All right. Next word is atonement. Um, and, um, as somebody described me as described to me, um, one way that you can sort of say it is at one mint. That's how it's spelled at one mint. Uh, and it looks like that is actually where the word comes from. Um, all right. So this is a noun from 1513. Number one is obsolete again, and it has the synonym reconciliation. Number two, the reconciliation of God and humankind through the sacrificial death of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, superstar. All right, number three, reparation for an offense or no offense or injury. Synonym is satisfaction. Number four is in the world of Christian science. The exemplifying of human oneness with God. We are going to move on to a tonic. It's like the word tonic with an A. It is an adjective from 1792. One, characterized by atony, um, at- which is the next word, but I just wanted to double-check the pronunciation. Yes, it is atony. Number two for atonic, uttered without accent or stress. So there's no... Tonic involved. Like a gin and tonic? A gin, a tonic. I want to make a drink called a gin, a tonic. Uh, next, we have uh, atony. This is a noun from 1693. Lack of physiological tone, especially of a contractile organ. What's a contractile organ? One that contracts? Uh, okay. Uh, this is from Latin atonia, which is from Greek atonos, which means without tone. Is that like tone of muscle? Like the muscle has tone? I don't know. Um, And that is from A plus tonos, which means tone. It's kind of what we just read. All right, next we have a top. It's the first form. It is an adverb or an adjective from 1650, on, to, or at the top. Uh, Number two, or sorry, second form of a top. It is a preposition from 1655, on top of. On top of old Smokey. Um... Yeah, they couldn't use atop because that didn't have enough syllables. Next, we have atopy, A-T-O-P-Y. This is a noun from 1923. A probably hereditary allergy characterized by symptoms as asthma, hay fever, or hives, produced upon exposure, especially by inhalation to the exciting environmental antigen. That was a mouthful. Uh, Atopy. This is from the Greek atopia, which means uncommonness. And that is from atopos, which means out of the way or uncommon. And that is from a plus topos, which means place. And atopic is an adjective. Uh, there you go. Next, we have a suffix. It is a-t-o-r. Uh, this is, it means one that does. We have an example, Totalizator totalizator what a terrible example! I'm sorry, I've said that before. But what is that word? W- wouldn't you want to use a common word in the example? Sorry, I'm bitching about. All right, next we have a an interesting word, a torvistatin A torvistatin I think that's right. Uh, this is a now. Oh, it's spelled A T O R V A. S T A T I N. This is a noun from 1994. A statin administered orally in the form of its hydrated calcium salt um, to lower lipid levels in the blood. And I skipped a part, I skipped the, uh, the chemical compound letters and numbers, which is, um, first of all, there's a part in parentheses C33H34FN2O5. And that part in parentheses has a two. So there's two of those. And then CA3H2O. H2O is water. I know that. Uh, All right. We are going to move on to ATP, all caps. This is a noun from 1939. Sorry, I just looked at my recorder to make sure it was recording. And it is. And then I lost my place. A phosphorylated nucleotide. Uh, C10H16N5O13P3 composed of adenosine and three phosphate groups that supplies energy for many biochemical cellular processes by undergoing enzymatic hydrolysis especially to ADP and it is called also adenosine triphosphate next we have ATPase no ATPase ATPase yeah so the eight, a- I was confused because the ATP is all caps, just like in the last one, but they've added A's, ASE at the end. This is a noun from 1946, an enzyme that hydrolyzes ATP, especially one that hydrolyzes ATP to ADP and inorganic phosphate. Next we have atrabilase, 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 atrabilius, atrabilius. I figured it out. A-T-R-A-B-I-L-I-O-U-S. Atrabilious. This is an adjective from 1651. One, given to or marked by melancholy. Uh, synonym is the word gloomy. Number two, we have these synonyms ill-natured and peevish. And atri- atrabiliousness is a noun. This is Latin atrabilis, two separate words, which means black bile. Fun. Next we have atrazine. This is a noun from 1962. A photosynthesis inhibiting persistent herbicide, C8H14CLN5, used especially to kill annual weeds and quack grass. I've never heard of quack grass. Uh, do they quack like a duck? Quack, quack. Alright, next we have a tremble. This is an adjective from 1862. Shaking involuntarily. Synonym is trembling. As in, he was white as death and all a-tremble. And that is a quote from Robert Coover, C-O-O-V-E-R. Next we have atresia, A-T-R-E-S-I-A. This is a noun from circa 1807. One, absence or closure of a natural passage of the body Two, absence or disappearance of an anatomical part as an ovarian follicle by degeneration atresia next we have oh wait there's some etymology this is from a plus the greek word tresis which means perforation and that is from uh, which means to pierce and there's more at the word throw Next, we have Atreus, capital A-T-R-E-U-S. This is a noun from the 15th century. A king of Mycenae and father of Agamemnon and Menelaus. Mycenae is M-Y-C-E-N-A-E. I think I pronounced it correctly. Agamemnon, that's easy. And Menelaus is M-E-N-E-L-A-U-S. Next we have atrial natriuric, natriur, wait, no. natriuretic, natriuretic peptide. atrial natriure, natriuretic peptide. Lots of vowels in that spot. Uh, this is a noun from 1984. a peptide hormone secreted by the cardiac atria that is pharmacological. That in, pharmacological doses promotes salt and water excretion and lowers blood pressure, called also atrial natriuretic factor. And the last word for this episode is atrioventricular. A-T-R-I-O-V-E-N-T-R-I-C-U-L-A-R. Atrioventricular. This is an adjective from circa 1860, of relating to or located between an atrium and ventricle of the heart. Now is the time that I have to pick a word of the episode. Uh, I probably should have been thinking about this beforehand, but I didn't. Um, We are going to go with atonal as the word of the episode um uh, let's see instagram oh you know maybe i'll put a link of uh something on youtube or somewhere Uh, i'll put a link in the episode description so you can go listen to an example of atonal music thank you very much for listening yeah 13 minutes or so is much more reasonable time than 20 thank you for listening until next time this is spencer reading the dictionary goodbye